and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of CS After Hours. I am Jeremy, and I am joined by Scott from my home in Rochester, New York. This is Labor Day weekend. It's the official end. Oh, no, wait. Unofficial end to summer. Okay, we're doing great so far. (laughs) So while autumn is one of my favorite seasons, I'm not quite ready for summer to be over. And with that being said, we're going to take a look at some of our favorite activities from Labor Day's past and some of the things we're looking forward to this year. But first, the news. And as often is the case, it has to do with space and not the six feet you're supposed to stay away from each other. So, Scott. So, most of you know that we keep track of a lot of the space rocket launches that have been going on recently. And you all know some of the big names, like SpaceX, Blue Origin, all of those large-scale companies that have been launching rockets lately. Well, there's a relatively smaller company that you might not have heard of, it's, and their rocket is called Firefly. And Firefly is a really small rocket, and just the other day was their first launch. And their launch, they launched a dummy payload trying to get it to orbit. So this was kind of ambitious for their very first launch. So for typically what they do is they will static fire the um, rockets and don't let it launch off the pad, which I'm sure they did. They tested all of that. But their goal on their first launch in their first launch window was to get this rocket to orbit and um, launch a payload which is really ambitious for a new small rocket company. And to give you an idea of the scale of this rocket, if you were to look at the Falcon 9 from SpaceX, the Falcon 9 just dwarfs it, makes it look super tiny. So we're not talking about a huge rocket here. And so we watched this through a live stream. I believe it was Everyday Astronaut who actually got the rights to live stream this first rocket launch. And... They usually don't let people do that because so many things can go wrong. I mean, most rockets on their first launch don't even make it off the pad. They fire up the engine and the thing blows up. Or they don't even (laughs) get to the point of firing up the engine on their first launch window. They usually will have to scrub it, try a couple of um, times again in the future, but not for Firefly. Firefly not only launched, it got up to a decent altitude and then blew up. But that was a huge success. For many of you are thinking, oh, they wasted all that money. You know, they didn't achieve their goal. Actually, their goal was to get off that launch pad. Yeah, getting getting off the pad on your first attempt is very reasonable. I mean, it's like saying you've never driven a car, but then you get behind the wheel and you can make it down the road pretty far before you crash. I mean, you can get it out of park. Right. I mean, so this is actually a huge step for a lot of these companies. And I'm happy to see more and more companies getting into this field. It's going to be an interesting next few years with the amount of companies actually putting rockets into space. Yep. Um, Yeah, it'll be very fascinating. But anyway, uh, Labor Day. It is the unofficial, I got it right this time, end to summer, which means... Pools close, cider mills start opening, pumpkin beer comes out, although it's been out for a while. Um, There's picnics, there's lots of different things going on. So I want to ask you a couple questions, Uh, namely, 
What are the things that you remember most about Labor Day weekend? Have you ever gone camping Labor Day weekend? Uh, and what were those experiences like? And obviously the start of school. What were some of your favorite memories with going back to school? And I had lots of other questions, but we'll start with those two. So Labor Day weekend for me um, was the transition from when I was a kid staying at our campgrounds, stuff of that nature, and then going back to school. I mean, literally the day after Labor Day in New York, most of the schools started. And so it was the whole ending of having fun, ending of doing things that I wanted to do, and then getting up early to to go to school, but as far as camping on Labor Day weekend, it usually wasn't the week that weekend. It was during the summer that we did it. The weekend before Labor Day, or the weekend of Labor Day, we were more prepping for that transition back into my school year. Civilization. Yeah. Actually trying to get back to doing real world things. getting, Making sure you had all your school supplies. Making sure that you were ready to go on um, Tuesday or Wednesday for actual school. And my parents had four children of school age, and um, that was a lot of work for them. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember camping on Labor Day weekend too often. Uh, I know a lot of people do. I I mean, if you look out the 390, uh, you will see oodles of camper vans and, and trailers out and about this weekend. But I do remember... Uh, it was right around Labor Day a number of years ago. Me and a couple buddies, I must have been in, um, still in high school, and we decided to go camping in Maine at Acadia National Park. And we got there on a Thursday night um, and set up our tents. We were tent camping, and it poured all night long. And... Thankfully, I had an air mattress because I woke up around 6 a.m., 5, 6 a.m., and I was in a raft. Uh, The water was pouring through the campsite, and I was floating inside of my tent, um, which was quite the experience. But uh, that particular trip was uh, sort of, it was interesting, um... We spent the entire rest of the weekend in the laundromat um, trying to stay dry, drying out all of our camping gear. It was a disaster of a trip, but it was still fun. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, like, I remember everything about it, um, but man, that was, that was, that was a trip, um. So, I mean, you may not have had any camping experiences, particularly on Labor Day, but did you ever, I mean, you were in the Army, you've done tent camping, um, but, I mean, as a kid, did you do any tent camping that was that was memorable for any reason? So, we actually, as a kid, did a lot of tent camping. My parents loved going to the campgrounds in the summer, and... We slowly progressed from tent camping to having a pop-up to now my parents having a full pole behind camper, the AC, all of that stuff. But I do remember tent camping quite often. But um, the fun, I shouldn't say this was kind of the fun one of my remember of camping. But um, we went and got a site at a campground for the entire summer. And my parents 
didn't have a lot of money when we were growing up. So my father actually paid for the site by building this nice wooden mantle for the campground owner's fireplace. It was an easy way for my dad with four kids to allow us to spend time at a campground. That was the good memory of this. The bad memory of this is my father lost his thumb making that um, making that mantle. But there was more... So while that was bad, I, the most memorable experience I have is rowing my father around that lake with his thumb bandaged up while he fished. <laughs> so his kids literally took turns rowing the rowboat while he was fishing. And he doesn't think poorly of you know, taking a piece of his thumb off, that sort of thing. And that's a story for another time. But my fond memory is rowing him around that lake. He loves to fish and that he just didn't sulk when the thumb got taken off. He actually continued doing what he wanted to do. Yeah, that is a, that is an admirable quality, I suppose. I mean, I guess he, at least he didn't cut your thumb off. Um, that would have been much worse. Um, and to stick with the camping thing for a little bit longer, um, with the same group of guys I went to Maine with, I remember, and this wasn't Labor Day, but it was camping, uh, and we decided we were going to go to West Virginia and go camping. And we went to a national forest. And if you're familiar with national forests, there is no services anywhere in the forest. There's no showers, there's no bathrooms, there's no campsites per se. You just go into them and camp. And we probably drove for 45 minutes into this national forest and found a place that we could set up. And we set up our tents, and I we must have been there for two days. I can't remember exactly, but I do remember uh, laying there on a nice uh, autumn night and looking up and seeing the stars. And there's only one place in the world I've ever seen stars like that. And that was on the other side of the world. But um, in the middle of nowhere, West Virginia, just to be able to look up and see all these wonderful stars, it's with, if you're anywhere within 30 miles of a city, you can't see that. And you just, it's, is something that that is just awe-inspiring. Yeah, it is the beautiful view when you can get out there. My buddies and I used to canoe out to, in the Adirondacks and spend our time out there, and it's basically the same idea. There's no really predetermined campsites, that sort of thing. You just canoe somewhere, you find an open area, and you camp there. And we went out there for two weeks, and we would care, pack in as much food as we can. We would fish. We'd do things of that nature. But, yeah... Th- just the sounds of nature that you really can't hear here. At our place here, we hear the throughway all the time. I mean, it's always in the background. But when you can get out into the middle of nowhere and hear absolutely nothing but nature, look up, see the beautiful stars, not have to... Cell phones and stuff in a lot of these parks don't work. So just to be disconnected is a beautiful feeling. Yeah, I don't even think I had a cell phone back when I did that. Um, I'm 90% sure. But, um, no, it was just, I I guarantee you when I did that, I was unprepared for it. But I survived. Um, But um, 
and we did, uh, I guess this is turning into the camping episode. Um, <laughs> so I also remember doing a lot of tent camping as a kid, going out, and we would just go and, uh, boy, those, those Coleman stoves and, and the lamps. And, and the smells. And, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I remember uh, out with my grandparents and and them cooking breakfast in the morning on a Coleman stove and making pancakes and and eggs and and I don't know how a bear didn't show up, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those were definitely some um, some interesting times. Um, it wasn't until much later in my life that my grandparents got a uh, camper per se. They had a pop up for a while, but. We mostly did tent camping as kids. Yeah, that's the same with me. It wasn't until in my teens that my parents really got a pop-up, and then now they are spending their entire summers at a campground now with a full-on camper with AC and a bathroom and all of that. But, um, yeah, camping is fun, but I like the more basic camping. Give me a hammock. And a backpack, and send me out into the woods. I'll and string bug it spray. I'll string it between some trees, and I'll be happy. I don't need all of the amenities that people need now. Camping nowadays isn't really camping. It's glamping. If you if you have a TV, if you have internet, running that, water. That's not really what I think of as camping. Yeah, that's definitely glamping. Yep. Um, although. I mean, I don't know how I managed all the bugs when I was a kid. I mean, just, I don't know if they're worse now or what, but. I think they're worse now in my experience. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's shift gears here a little bit. Um, There's two other key things that I associate with Labor Day. Uh, One, which we've touched on, is the start of school. And uh, I, I don't know that I have any particular fond memories of starting school um i mean it was always just starting school yeah and um but i do remember some of the things about starting school once school started like in elementary school i did not have air conditioning in my building and i remember many a fall days sitting there with the windows open and the breezes coming through windows open I wish we had that at work. Uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, if you just uh, leave your window long enough, you'll get a crack. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> the um, the idea of walking to school with the dew on the grass and ending up at school with soaking wet feet. Um, I mean, I remember things like that, which weren't really the first day of school, but certainly the memories of elementary school and starting and and looking out the windows and seeing the leaves change and that sort of thing is certainly stuff I remember. Yeah, um, my fondness in the beginning of school, the first day of school, was seeing my friends that I probably haven't seen for a while. I grew up in the country, and the next closest house was quite a distance away. So I didn't get to see as many of my friends over the summer as I would have liked to. Because trying to travel to their house would take me quite a bit of time. Even on a bike, it could take me, you know, 30, 40 minutes to get down there. And I grew up on a dairy farm, so I was often helping my father in the fields and things of that nature in the summer. So being able to go back to school and see all of those people that I had not seen in a couple of months was actually the highlight of my day. Nice. Yeah, um, and certainly 
now that I have my own um, child, seeing him get in onto onto the school bus on the first day of school is actually kind of cool. Um, and know that he likes going back to see his friends and see his new teacher and and like. I, I vaguely remember that, but getting to live that through him again is, is really kind of awesome. And the excitement that he has. You know, some mornings I go with you to drop him off and waiting for him to get on the bus. And he's so excited to go and he's so full of energy at 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right. Making us chase him around the car and stuff, playing tag and things of that nature. But he he's excited to go. A lot of kids aren't really excited to go back to school. But he really is excited to see school. He's excited to see the friends that he might not have hung out with over the summer. So he's in that same boat as me, waiting to see some of those friends you haven't seen for a couple of months. Yep. All right. A couple other things that we generally associate with Labor Day. And the next is picnics. Um, We haven't had any in a while, um, but... I, I do remember many of days of going to friends' picnics on Labor Day. And I also remember when I first started my current job teaching, we used to have to work on Labor Day. And I certainly recognize that a lot of people end up working on Labor Day. Um, but it was always challenging for me when I knew all my other friends were not working on Labor Day, and I would go to a picnic for an hour and then have to go into work, um, which was not fun. But For the students, too, it was kind of, they would have to travel there, and then day one of classes is Labor Day. Day. Yeah. I always thought that was weird when I started at RAT as a student. I'm like, classes start on Labor Day? I came from a community college where all holidays holidays were off. (laughs) And I'm like, is this wrong? Are we really start? Are we supposed to be starting on Tuesday and not on Labor Day? And everyone's like, no, we start on Labor Day here. And they actually give very few, well, used to give very few holidays off. It was kind of an interesting thing because, once again, Labor Day is supposed to be give as many people off in the workforce as possible. But I thought it was weird that our school started on that day. Yeah. But, um... I mean, in years past, again, hopefully again soon, um, being able to get together with groups of 30, 40 friends and just have a nice cookout and enjoy the last remnants of summer and get out there and the smell of burgers and hot dogs and and having a beer with them and just catching up on everything that you did all summer is something that is pretty great about Labor Day. And it's something I always enjoyed. And fortunately, we have it off now. Yeah. Um, not that my Labor Day schedule is real tough this year anyway. <laughs> um, and, okay, so why do they call it the unofficial end of summer? Well, cooler weather gets here. And um, it was kind of remarkable where we live up in Rochester. On September 1st, the weather just, like, went from mid 80s on August 31st to low 70s on September 1st and even uh, colder now. <laughs> yeah, it's in the 60s now. Um that's Fahrenheit for all you um metric people. Um is it metric weather? I don't know. Anyway, um but 
it was kind of crazy uh, how quickly it changed. But I got to say, I love the cooler weather. Um, when you can walk outside in a light jacket and then do whatever you need to do and then take it off if it gets warm, um, it's, it's pretty great. I mean, this is definitely one of my favorite seasons just because of the weather. Yeah, this is my perfect time to do work on my house outside weather. I mean, I did my siding, not this summer, but the prior summer. And it was sweltering hot during the summer. I could only do a little bit at a time and then go back into the house. This is the perfect time of year for me to do outside things. Which, for me right now, isn't too much because I'm waiting on other things to happen. Like my driveway getting done. But, um... To being able to do outside events, like going to baseball games. I mean, there were a few of those games we went to this summer where we were sweltering in those seats. Yeah. Now, when we're going to go to a game, it's going to be nice and breezy. You might have to worry about getting wet, but that's about it. Yeah, um, it is It is pleasant weather. And, and it's not that Rochester ever gets really hot or really humid, but this is... Definitely uh, much more pleasant. Yeah, this summer's been kind of interesting with how hot it's got a few And how rainy. Yeah, I mean, it's been kind of an interesting year as far as weather's been concerned. We haven't really been getting as much snow as we normally got when I was a kid. So it's interesting to see if somehow the weather changes back, but it has definitely been a warm summer this year. It's almost like the climate is changing I mean, especially if you're up in the northwest of the U.S., hitting record highs this summer. Yeah, that's that's a topic for another day. Um, now, Labor Day weekend for me has also been about some activities, which I know you've never done, um, but it was more than a decade ago. I ended up doing a 100-mile bike ride right after Labor Day through the Finger Lake Hills. It was a Highland Cycle Tour. Uh, my gosh, I don't know how I didn't die doing that. And I thought I was prepared. Um, oh, that was so exhausting. Um, certainly, if you're young and ambitious, doing a 100-mile bike ride, not on flat lands, but with hills and stuff, is a pretty awesome experience. Um, but... If you're a casual cyclist and you, you just decide to go do it one day, you're going to be in a world of hurt. You definitely need to learn how the gearing on your bike works. And you need to be in really good shape. Um, but uh, that, that, that was fun. Um, I mean, it was a challenge. Uh, I'm pretty sure I got a flat tire at some point, but um, it, it was it was interesting. Um but the year after, I thought I'd try something a little different and did a marathon, which, again, I thought I was prepared for, and I wasn't. Um, but, again, uh, something that if you can, it's a good time of year to do it. Um, <clears throat> but if you can get out and try these things, do them. I mean, you're not going to do them, Scott, but. I mean, I used to do things like that when I was younger. You've never run a marathon. No, but I marched several kilometers. Uh Uh-huh. It's about the same. No. 
Try marching that far in combat boots. No. <laughs> um, anyway, I mean, those are all things that um, generally a lot of people do in the fall. Because it's Autumn. not as hot? Well, it's not as hot, and you spend all summer training for these things. So all that, I mean, I used to do um, bike rides that were 50, 60 miles in a single day just for training, spend three, four hours on a bike and just go out there and do it. But then injuries and stuff. Um, So I guess, is there anything else that you think of when you think of fall and Labor Day and the end of summer and, well, pools closing? So one of my favorite things and that's apple cider. I know, right? I mean, I <clears throat> love apple cider. So the area in New York where I grew up in has a lot of um, apple orchards. Lots of them. And <laughs> it is, it's just amazing what you can do with an apple. I mean, and apple cider in particular, whether it be warm with some caramel syrup in it, or it be cold with some toasted apple um, rum or something in it. Apple cider is just amazing. Yeah, fun fact. New York is the largest apple producer in the country. Nice. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a cider mill south of here, which I, I really like. Um, they make their own cider donuts and make their own cider uh, sadly, this year they're opening on the week that I am away. So, um, I'll have to go after that. But last year, I remember going on opening day, and it was mid-September, and it was cold. I was standing in line outside, and I had to put my hat and gloves on. It must have been like 50 degrees, which in in February feels great, but... Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's what September brings to you is it's, it's just cooler weather and freezing your toes off while you're standing in line waiting for some hot cider. (laughs) But I mean, just things like that. There are a lot of things that bring fall to my mind. Pumpkin spice, everything is out now. I mean, it's all over the place. Um, just the transition to... Fall-related things. Leaves will be starting to change here soon. I mean, some trees have already started losing their leaves. But um, I'm waiting for the new trees that I put in the backyard to turn red. Because that's what they're supposed to do in the autumn. So, just that sort of thing. The transition from spring to summer to fall. Fall is just a beautiful time of year. The the weather's nice. You're just starting to cool off. You're starting to see the trees change. And it's not too long of a period of time here in New York for us. Fall just basically comes, and then winter is here soon. Yep. But um, I do love the things that come along with it. Um, all, you'll start seeing everything in the stores now that's transitioning to Thanksgiving and Halloween and even Christmas at this point. Yeah, don't even get me started with that. But... The transition of going from drinking a lot of cold beverages to drinking a lot of warmer, warm-you-up beverages, all of those things. I mean, even the changes in beer are going to be happening here soon, which is going to be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I do love me some autumn. Uh, I do not like what comes next. Um, and winters are long and dark here. But, uh, but you know, the older I get, the faster it goes. So I guess I can't complain too much. And I'd rather deal with the cold weather for six to eight months of the year than some of the other weather that people have... Um, been dealing with like in louisiana the recent hurricane that's hit them and our hearts go out to everyone down there and hope everyone's safe but i mean we really don't have that here while we do have to deal with six months of dreary cold weather where i go to work and it's dark out and i come home from work and it's dark out but um the idea is I can deal with that i lived in florida and had to deal with really hot weather in the summer deal with the hurricanes but I feel bad for the people who are in areas where they're dealing with wildfires now. They're dealing with the hurricanes. So me complaining about a little bit of cold weather yeah, doesn't seem right. No, I agree with you completely there. Anyway, um, this, uh, I guess, Labor Day special has turned into a uh, sort of a reminiscing and look forward to what we have. Um, and as always, I'd like to thank you for joining us and from myself, Jeremy in Rochester, New York, and from Scott also in Rochester, New York, we would like to say goodbye. Have a good one, everyone, and stay safe.